With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. We have another Dodgers Rewind for you today. Uh, today we're bringing you Hank Aguirre, um, a relief pitcher who only pitched one season for Los Angeles. Um, did I pick him partially because his uh, 1969 Topps card has one of the like classic Topps? Like, it wasn't really much of an airbrush. He's uh, very clearly in a Tigers uniform. Uh, from the year before, but they just sort of cut it off. You can see part of the D on the front of his shirt. Um, he's wearing a cap, uh, which <laughs> Tops just airbrushed the logo out of. There's no Dodger colors in it unless you, like, squint and, and count the, the the piping on the, the jersey, which the Dodgers didn't have at that spot at that time, and it's not even the same color. But I just think it's funny. Like, uh, back in the 60s, not every player, it just happened like the photographs were not as prevalent as they, they are now. And a lot of times, especially in those early days of cards, um, some players, uh, baseball cards would have the same picture for like multiple years of tops cards. And maybe it's just, uh, maybe zoomed in a little bit different or just, uh, uh, you know, just a little bit of a different look, but uh, it just it's just sort of funny. I was looking back, and I thought maybe uh, his 1968 Topps card when he was with the Tigers was the same picture. It's actually not, but it's very clearly from the same day. He's, like, wearing the same, 
like undershirt, although in that one he's not wearing a cap. I it's it seems like it was a photo shoot uh, sometime in like 1967, and Tops uh, got a few years worth of use out of that. Um, but yeah, so uh, Hank Aguirre, he was actually born uh, locally out here uh, in Azusa, uh, only about I don't know 35 miles from Dodger Stadium, probably depending in where on where in Azusa it was. Now, this was 1931, so it was three decades before Dodger Stadium even existed. Um, his dad uh, was born in Jalisco, Mexico. Um, so, you know, he was half Mexican. Uh, he went to high school in Alhambra. Uh, but one of the weirder, uh, I couldn't, there was no citation, like a, a link to what article this was from. But Wikipedia says, uh According to Aguirre, uh, he didn't make the baseball team because he had quote-unquote goofy feet. Um, so he didn't play baseball in high school. I think played at uh, junior college. Uh, he ended up signing with Cleveland um, in the uh, 1950s. Uh, I think his first minor league year was at age 20. Very, very brief. Uh, this was before the draft, obviously. Uh, but So he pitched four, a little over four years in the minors before making his Major League debut in 1955 when he was 24. So he pitched a 1-2-3 inning in his first game um, against the Red Sox. He struck out Ted Williams to end the inning. Um, he asked Ted Williams after the game to autograph the ball, which, uh, you know, the reports that I would could find said Williams reluctantly did so. Now, the... And again, with Wikipedia on this, I, I, I tried to like look up a, a second source for this, but there are other people that mention the this encounter. I think Wikipedia just has the timing wrong, um, so it makes the story possibly apocryphal. But it's it's a great story anyway. Um, so um, later, uh, Ted Williams homered off a of Gire. Wikipedia says it was within um, a couple weeks later, although they didn't face Boston again in 1955, so it couldn't have been that. It says Williams homered off Aguirre, and then as he's rounding the bases, he said, get that ball and I'll sign it too, which is just wonderful. Um, the only problem, uh, you know, again, they uh, Aguirre faced Williams eight more times in between giving up his first home run to Williams, and that, that came, uh, you know, July 19th, 1958 in Boston, almost three years after his Major League debut, so... It was a walk-off homer, so it would have been extra hilarious uh, if, like, a, a, a glum Aguirre is walking off the field and then Williams is taunting him as he's walking off. It makes the story even funnier to me. But it, it's it's a cool tidbit either way. Um, so that game in 1958, uh, by then Aguirre was with the Tigers. That was his first year with them. He actually pitched for Detroit for about for a decade, 10 seasons. Um, during his uh, starting years, uh, 1962 to 66, he did lead the majors in ERA once uh, in 1962 at 221. He also led the majors in ERA plus that year, although and FIP, although nobody knew what those were. Uh, he did make the All Star team, and that was the year where they had two All Star games. He pitched in one of them. Um, he he was on both squads uh, for both games. Um, that was a year. That was the last year. Uh, there were four All-Star games. It was a four-year stretch where they, they staged a, sec a second All-Star game four times to sort of raise money for the Players' Pension Fund. This was like a few years before the Players' Union um, came into being. Um, so uh, another sort of 
I don't know if it's a fun story, but it's involving Aguirre in 1962. His all-star season, so he's on the mound in May. Al Kaline, uh, Hall of Famer, uh, Mr. Tiger, he made a game-saving catch to get Aguirre the win. Uh, but Kaline also fractured his collarbone uh, on the catch. And in a Sabre in, in, uh, article by Francis Kinlaw in 2021, Aguirre, after the game, said, we won the game and lost the season. So the Tigers were sort of in contention, uh, at least nominally, uh, at that point in May. K-Line led the American League in RBIs, and he was, I believe, within one of the homer lead. He had led, I think he was tied for the league uh, lead in homers the day before the catch, but then he ended up missing two months. The Detroit was under 500 without him, 26 and 31. They ended up winning 85 games, but they finished 11 games back, so they kind of had their contention shot hurt quite a bit with K-Line out. But uh, back to Aguirre, um, 13 seasons, his first 13 seasons in the American League. Cleveland and Detroit. Uh, he had a 3.33 ERA, a 1.14 ERA plus uh, in 1,277 innings. Uh, in his his career as a batter, now in Wiki especially, it made point to note that he was known for being a terrible hitter. Like he went out of its way to mention how bad of a hitter he was. So I looked it up. He, he hit 0.85 in 427 plate appearances. But what stood out to me, and I don't know how this ranks, uh, but he struck out in 55 percent of his um, his plate appearances. That's really bad, um, especially at that time. Uh, like now, you could sort of see it a little more, but back then, wow. Anyway, uh, but we'll talk about what, he, what came next for Aguirre uh, after this break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Hank Aguirre, uh, entering 1968, he's now 37 years old. He's transitioned from starting to relief over the last like year and a half with the Tigers. And then uh, the Tigers traded him. Again, this was before free agency. There was no real way for players to move teams unless they were released or traded. Um, the Tigers traded him to the Dodgers on April 3rd. Uh, this is uh, right before opening day, one week before opening day. So pretty late in the process in spring training. Uh, the Dodgers sent a minor league infielder named Frederick Mulder to the Tigers one day later. He never played in the majors. So Aguirre was effective that year in relief for the Dodgers. Um, opposing batters hit just 227, 298, 234 against him. He only allowed one extra base hit. None of them uh, was were by a left-hander. The, uh, a right-hander got one double off of him, and that was it. Now, 1968 was the year of the pitcher, so you have to sort of take some of these with a grain of salt. However, even with that, Aguirre stood out. So he actually allowed eight runs that year in his 39 innings. He pitched 25 games. So he wasn't like exactly like a workhorse, but he, he did well for his role. 
but five of those runs were unearned. So um, his ERA was a 0.69, um, which uh, he had the lowest ERA in the majors that year for anyone who pitched more than twice. Uh, there were a couple stragglers below him who pitched uh, one person pitched twice. I forget who it was. A couple others pitched just one game and I think had a zero ERA. Bob Gibson uh, that year set a modern record with a 1.12 ERA, uh, and he was uh, he had I think 304 innings, which is just ridiculous. He was so good that year. But looking back, Aguirre is the only Dodgers pitcher ever with at least 30 innings and an ERA below one. Uh, if we lower that threshold to 20 innings, two pitchers had uh, a lower ERA than Aguirre. Uh, both uh, were years I've been writing about baseball, which makes uh, makes me feel privileged to have seen it, but also very old. Um, George Sherrill, um, uh, 065 ERA in 27 and two-thirds innings in 2009. Um, Kenley Jansen, 0.67 in his rookie season in 27 innings pitched in 2010. So when I first learned of Aguirre was in um, was in 2010, but it wasn't for Kenley Jansen. Uh, it, I mean, it, it was for um, for Kenley Jansen actually. Or, and I'm sorry, I'm saying this wrong. It was not for Kenley Jansen. Um, so 2010, uh, that was my second year. Uh, covering baseball for True Blue LA. I hadn't yet quit like my full-time job at that point, so it was just like intermittent. I think I covered something like 20 games that year. Maybe it was less, maybe 15 or so. But it was all like weekends. I would work during the week. Then I'd go um, stay with my cousin in Pasadena for the weekend, do like a Saturday-Sunday thing, sometimes Friday-Saturday or whatever, uh, and then drive home. Um so it was just very intermittent. Uh, I obviously wrote from home otherwise. But that year, Hong Chi Kuo was great. Um, you know, he obviously had his career sort of sidelined by the yips and um, all that and, and some injuries. But um, he was lights out from the left side that year. He struck out 73 in his 60 innings. So he ended up with a 120 ERA on the dot. Uh, he didn't allow a run in his last 10 appearances. So... Um, Quo was closing in on Aaron Gagne's uh, Dodgers record. Now, this is with 40 or more innings. Aguirre had 39 innings, so this is how he kept coming up. I wasn't sure how how low to go on the innings threshold to sort of figure out who has the quote-unquote Dodgers relief ERA record. And um, so if you, you know, if you keep it at 40 innings, Aguirre's out. If you lower it, Aguirre has the lowest. Um so Gagne in his, his Cy Young year in 20, uh, 2003, when he had he uh, he converted all 55 saves, uh, although, though famously, uh, is it famously? Do people even know about this? He did blow a save in the All-Star game, which um, this time it counts. That was the first year for that. Um, so in, in, 20, uh, in 2003, Gagne's ERA was 1.2024. That was the... Th- Second of three straight years, he had 82 and a third innings. I don't know why I still know that fact or why. It's not important at all. It's just one of those baseball things that, um, you know, stick in my head. Um, so, Hong Chi Kuo allowed eight total runs that year. And he, as he was closing in towards the end, he I knew he needed to get to exactly or at least 60 innings, and, you know, and if he allowed more runs, more. But um, at least 60 innings to break the record. So if he, if he got to 59 and two-thirds innings, his ERA would be 1.2067, still above Eric Gagne. 
So I wrote about this at some point late in the year, and I can't remember the exact details, but I know being a part of some of the pregame scrums, I don't remember if I brought it up to Joe Torrey uh, or um, if it was like a thing where maybe I was talking to Josh Sushan, who's now the uh, play-by-play man of the Albuquerque Isotopes, and he was host of Dodger Talk back then. And it's possible even maybe Sushan saw what I wrote or I talked to him about it and he brought it up to Tori. But the, the funny thing is, so again, I, I'm, not, I'm not arrogant enough to assume that I affected the decision-making of a major league manager, let alone a Hall of Fame manager like Joe Tori. However, I am arrogant enough to think just maybe it was at least possible. Um, but at least, you know, implanting in the seed in his head. So that season was a lost year for the Dodgers. They... It was also when Torrey stepped down and then Don Mattingly took over the next year. So um, Torrey did make sure to use Hong Chi Kuo in the final week in what were essentially meaningless games, at least for contention-wise, including pitching him twice over the final three games of the season, over the final weekend. That was, again, already over competitively. So that got him exactly the amount of outs he needed to set the record. Um so Aguirre's name kept coming up in searches that year, which is how I heard of him and why his name sort of stuck in my head. I was going through some old baseball cards, which is my usual process for deciding uh, these um, Dodgers rewind. And I came across his, his card and I go, oh yeah, that's the, that's the low ERA guy. So um, the Dodgers just had him that one season. Uh, they released him in December. He pitched two more years uh, with the Cubs. Then he was a coach for a few seasons uh, with Chicago, uh, first under Leo DeRocher uh, as manager, but then once DeRocher was fired, uh, Aguirre stayed on for a couple more years in varying roles. Um, So in 16 major league seasons, he had a 325 ERA, a 117 ERA plus in 1179 innings, and he passed away in 1994 of prostate cancer at 63. But Hank Aguirre, the uh, all-time Dodgers record holder, for lowest ERA by a relief pitcher with at least 30 innings. So that's your Dodgers Rewind today. I hope you enjoyed this, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.